Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I can't let it slide. Welcome to New Mexico Black Rifle Operators Union. I'm your host, Sean. Sorry for the late cast today. I was debating on what I was going to do today and how I'm going to get about doing what I normally do with uh, work and everything else. Um, Welcome back from the July 4th holiday. I hope you still have all your fingers and toes intact. Um, I listened to the radio, uh, the police scanner that is, uh, last night. and Man, my little town's becoming... uh, Interesting and spicy, to say the least. Um, Someone shot up a home, um, and hearing that stuff and how the people were sheltering in place and waiting for the law enforcement guys to get there makes me just reiterate what I'm about to reiterate. Stay strapped or get clapped, um, that's for sure. Um, But what I was going to say here is... June made for another record month of gun sales. Now, why is this keep happening? This is the 17th month in recorded um, gun sales that has been one of the highest on record. It's because people are seeing what's happening in the world and are realizing what we all know, that there is no one coming to save you. You have to save yourself. Now, I keep reiterating this, and those of you that have listened to this, my strong, uh, small following, I should say. I'd say strong following because these guys are, you guys are pretty dedicated and thank you for listening. Um, know that they, the best way forward is to defend themselves. You know, we're in that place and time that we need to think about that. Now with that, I would say we need to start backing people that back our rights. And the NRA has long since vacated that place in my heart. Um, You know, I was a lifetime long member um, for the NRA for a while there. And they just never seemed to be there for the fight. They would be there for the uh, roundhouse sessions and try to gather us together and make us look like we're trying to be more of a a cohesive unit. But they really never did anything in the courts now fast forward to today now what has happened is the NRA has been ran out of the pistol brace uh, court case Uh, they literally were chased out of court because their case sucked so they got another another loss for us Um, but 
they finally signed on to the uh, what well, no no so they finally got on to the pistol brace thing in another case and in this one it looks like they have a shot at actually winning so they're Owen are one and one in this in the pistol brace battle uh, one that there very potentially could be a a victory. Um, Langley Outdoors covered this where it looks like they may have a headshot because they're using the current uh, vacation of the vacated ruling of the 80% rule um, to write better case law or to write a better case so that they could bring it to court. And this finally brings back to what I was saying. We get enough of these organizations. So now we have GOA, FPC, SEF, um, and now, finally, the NRA jumping in, and there, there's enough cases now that it looks like this, this should land in our favor. You know, it should bring back the pistol brace stuff. If you listened or if you didn't, doesn't matter to me. It's a, it's a, it's a piece of plastic. It has no bearing on gun violence. Um, if you watched what's been going on during the Fourth of July holiday. Um, you could see that there's fights. Um, as much as there, we were celebrating here in the United States, the rest of the world's in a in a topsy turvy place. Uh, France currently is is kind of under siege. They're in the, a place that could very well lead to some very very bad outcomes for the French people. Um, I've seen echoes of that in Germany, uh, where there's a lot of migration that has happened because of. Well, woke ideology. The thought that you can bring someone to your country who has no cultural buy-in and wants to stay in your country, but only because it gives economic opportunity. This leads us to where we're at in the United States. We have a lot of people here that don't necessarily share our ideal, uh, our, our ideology and aren't willing to you know, assimilate to our country. And there's a potential over time, like what has happened in France, is that your your country's culture gets diluted. Now, I think our culture is being erased or deleted because of the woke left and the uber, um, the uber woke people that think that, you know, we have to come to co- some common sense gun strategy um, when in reality, the only common sense is you get out of the strategy. You guys have nothing to do with it. You have no clue what the hell you're doing with it. And it's probably a bad plan for you to be involved in it at all. What is interesting is Steven Crowder and Mike, from Mr., uh, who's Mr. Guns and Gear, as they've partnered um, and are doing their stuff on the Mug Club, they've started releasing videos or... Um, lessons I guess is what I would say uh, starting with pistols going to long guns and then now talking about gun mythology they're entertaining they're about an hour long it's different content than what you're used to seeing in either one of them um, in that Mr. Guns and Gear doesn't really edit a lot of his stuff he only edits the stuff or view a lot of his stuff so he doesn't really edit a lot of it out he just edits the stuff that's too long you know to make it fit his format 
this is kind of, you know, got a little bit of Steven Crowder's comedy in it. It's pretty cool. Um, but when I was looking at the stuff to cover for today, there was the stuff where the, the ATF, or not the ATF, the, NF, the NRA finally is jumping in. And then... There was another story I was looking for. Oh. There's a video going around of yet another idiot who is totally uninformed about guns. And this is from Texas, surprisingly, where he takes a pump-action shotgun and he smashes it because he says he's tired of gun violence and it's time somebody does something. So he smashes this pump-action shotgun with a sledgehammer. Or attempts to. He doesn't do a very good job. What he doesn't realize, and a lot of these leftists that try to virtue signal by doing things like this, is they're actually committing a felony when they do this. There's a certain way you have to destroy a firearm to conform to, conform to the ATF standard. And that requires a blowtorch. So, or a grinder and you cut the receiver in half. Now... Usually these people that do this are very uninformed gun owners anyway. Um, there was a video a year ago where the person was cutting an AR-15 barrel down first. And that is definitely a felony because you've made an SBR um, on film. And if the ATF was as heavy-handed as they are with the left as they would be with anyone else, they would go after these guys for perpetrating a felony. But it leads down that path of these idiots really have no clue what the hell they're talking about. You know, when they talk about common sense gun laws, what they're talking about are the stuff that, you know, China has. But they're locking down um, knives, making you lock or chain your knives to your kitchen table or to your tables or your counters so that they can't be used in insurrection. You know, Britain has had long since had a, a gun ban, and look at what's happening there. The crime rates that they have are with stabbing implements, and those are even being banned. So it's not a tool problem. It's a problem of the heart and mind, like I keep saying and what I've said throughout the podcast history, is that you can't fix the hearts and minds if you can't fix it, this put it that way. No amount of regulation of a tool is going to fix the issues we have in the United States or in the world with weapons, period. Whether they're a weapon of war or whether they're a tool, I would say they're all tools. It's a matter of what they use them for. And when you start looking at ill-informed people, they advocate just get rid of the gun. They don't look at what it really is. I mean, I've said this, and I keep saying this, that this is a, a piece of plastic and metal, or wood and metal. It has no mind of its own. It cannot do anything without the agency of a person to use it. So, when you look at this, the, the news lately, you know, there was a shooting that hit 20-some-odd people in Baltimore, Maryland. Why? It was a deranged leftist trans activist BLM person that came out and the story's being squashed because it doesn't fit the narrative. What we're seeing 
and we all know it, and we all need to start saying it loudly and proudly, is that these people have lost their damn mind, period. You cannot look at someone who's willing to do those extreme things to their own body before they are willing to stop or kill or hurt other people without knowing that they have a mental health problem that needs to be addressed. You know, the same vein that's going on, um, it's kind of hilarious to see in the news that, and if maybe you didn't see it, that there was cocaine found in the west wing of the White House. Duh. This this shouldn't be a shock. This shouldn't be a surprise. You know, we've seen enough about Hunter coming out. I can imagine that it's either Hunter or any one of the staff members. Drugs aren't new. That's something that we all know. And the war on guns would be equally unsuccessful as the war on drug ha- drugs has been. You look at what the population of the United States is. It's somewhere around 350 million people, 330 million, something like that. And there are over 400 million guns of the last statistics that they could find. That number has grown. So how would you uh, make a law that someone's going to obey when the uh, criminals don't obey laws? That's just simple fact. Criminals have already made a decision, probably a poor one, to go ahead and perpetrate some sort of evil act using whatever they have. And there's nothing you can do about it other than react to it. And judging by what I saw or what I listened to over the radio, uh, the police scanner this weekend, or not this weekend, this 4th of July holiday, the 3rd and the 4th, response times suck in your area. And they probably suck more during holidays. So what happens if you are like that poor person that was having someone shoot their house up and you have to shelter in place. This person was sheltering in the bathroom as glass windows and stuff were breaking. Now, law enforcement showed up fairly quickly for that because that was a priority thing. But what happens in those golden seconds before they get there? And even then, what are you going to do? You know, if there was someone that was shooting at you and putting rounds downrange at you, what are you going to do? You know, that this is something that everyone needs to think about long and hard because the world is not getting any safer. I can say that because my town is very small. This type of crime used to be a case that it never happened or it happened very rarely once a year. And now, after the COVID stuff, which I think broke a lot of people's mental health, and in lots of ways, you're seeing more and more of these people coming out of the woodwork and where they're really willing to do whatever they want or whatever they think they need to, to get their way. You know, this could have been a total innocent thing. This could have been, meaning that this person was just a normal person who had nothing to do with someone else. Or this could have been a targeted attack. Couldn't tell by the radio traffic, so I'm not going to make any assumptions until I find out more. But the point being is, if they're willing to attack random people, or random homes, which they've done in the past, and I say they, the criminal elements have, what do you do? 
You know, are you sufficiently capable of defending yourself? Have you trained up enough to where can you can use the weapon you have, whether it's a pistol, a shotgun, or a knife, or a gun, or whatever? Can you do it? If you have a knife and you're training for that stuff, what do you do when they're using ranged weapons like a gun? Because you're kind of behind the power curve already, and now you're totally defenseless against someone that has a modern weapon. And that thought terrifies me, that there's a lot of people that are still in that camp that they'd rather have themselves get unalived than to defend themselves. You know, I mentioned the riots in uh, France. There's a couple of people out there that were on the ground praying, don't arrest these criminals who are burning and looting because they don't want to show themselves as racist. You know, I understand having high ideals. I have a code of ethics that is kind of extreme. It keeps me behind... uh, the glass a lot of times where I should have probably got out and done something about something. And that's usually because um, my code of ethics says you can only do certain things at certain times. You know, I don't go into uh, places where people are working and hit on people. Um, it's, it's poor. They don't come to my work and do that, and I find it kind of distasteful to do it. At the same time, how do you find people to to talk to, to find interesting, except for when you're out and about doing things. So I understand that. But that puts me behind, you know, the curveball, like I said, my rule set, my rules of engagement. You know, rules of engagement for me when it comes to firearms are a lot more open in that I'm going to do whatever it takes to protect and defend life. Um... I know I'm one of the minorities nowadays, my listeners probably are too, that we're that type of person. If we see someone doing something that atrocious, that mean, it's time to get ready to work. You know, and we're willing to put our life on the line. Why are we willing to do that for someone who we've never known or never talked to? Well, it's part of being a man in the United States, or at least it used to be. It's part of being American is what it used to be. We should be sheepdogs. That's what my dad always said. We should be sheepdogs that actually, you know, defend the flock, and the flock being our people. Our people are our future. You know, our kids are our future. And the sooner we realize that the government isn't going to uh, be there to defend you, um, that should have been evident after the COVID stuff because we saw how much they were willing to oppress you. It's now coming out that they're, the Biden White House actually violated the First Amendment. Well, duh, we all knew this. And I hope there's a court case that actually gets cited that actually leads somewhere. And it leads to this really dark place where you, you're not seeing the establishment that is supposed to be protecting the human people, the population of the Americans. And instead it's protecting the wealthy elite. And that needs to be fixed. And and until people start taking or drawing a line in the sand and saying, no, enough's enough, we're going to keep seeing these abuses of power. 
I think that Biden's on his way out. And I say that because we're seeing more and more video of him being lost. We're seeing more and more things come out. He's lawyering up. I don't think he's going to make it to t- t- until 2024. I think they're going to try to replace him with someone like Gavin Newsom as the running guy for the Democrats or RFK Jr. Because we're at that point where this senile old man isn't capable of running our country. And we all can see it. We have all knew it. A lot of people voted for uh, Biden as an anti-vote for Trump. That should be noted too. Because Trump looks like he's going to be the running guy for the right. Now society is changing. And maybe there's a chance Trump can win. But I honestly don't think he can. And I think that's because there's enough people that have lost their damn mind who will still get out and vote will vote against the man even though he probably would have been the better option of the two. So I know that's a little bit far-fetched from the Second Amendment stuff I usually cover here. Uh, There's a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, I wish I could be more coherent in trying to put out this stuff but these are the ones that these stories are the ones that got me looking hard at what I find interesting you know um, Tim from Military Arms Channel talked about the one gun and I've covered the one gun for me a a couple of times the one caliber you know 5.56 doesn't cover all the checky boxes needed in my area if I was going to have to depend on one gun for everything. And I say that because here I can hunt. And the game animals I hunt here would have larger bodies. A 5.56 isn't great for that. I mean, it's always going to be about shot placement. But if you're going to have to try to kill an elk or a mule deer with a 5.56, I've killed mule deer with a 5.56. At 500 yards, that's not a thing that's going to happen. Unless you hit it in the head. And I know some guys that can do that. I may be able to do that. But the odds are against you at doing that. Because you have wind deflection with all that other stuff. Where I was going with that is Tim chose a 308 as his caliber. Because you can find it everywhere. And because there's a lot of good rifles nowadays in 308. And I tend to side with him that with that. If I was one rifle, one single rifle that I was going to carry into battle or just was limited to one rifle, one pistol, it would be my, my PTR-91 and my Glock-19. Why? Ammunition is plentiful for both. Parts are plentiful for both. I don't have the logistics that the military has, so I have to be able to do, do everything on my own. With that said... I'll probably do another podcast tomorrow or the next day about that particular thing. I just wanted to cover what has been happening in this weird news cycle where everybody was gearing down for the 4th of July and enjoying some time with their family and celebrating the greatest country on planet Earth, in my opinion. And you can look at the stuff like I was saying. You look at France. You look at the world in general right now. And I can honestly say the United States is abjectly better 
that may piss off some people, but it is. The simple fact is, we're fighting using our freedoms here. We're fighting each other using the freedom of speech because we have some really uninformed people who don't understand what their rights and freedoms are for and instead use them to oppress themselves or oppress the populace in general. And that's where we need to be better stewards of our relationship with our civil rights because they don't care. They only want to win. Don't let them. Don't give up your guns. Like, share, subscribe, be great. In the top, I can't let it slide. My politics are rather controversial. Who would have thought that I ain't catching all slack? And I have enemies on my ball sack. I'm thinking insanity's what you call.